Happy Tuesday, y'all. It's uh, Tuesday, excuse day, June 21st, 2022. It is me, Trey Crowd. I can't even do. <laughs> I was trying, like, I can't even do. Trey's accent is so intense, I can't even do his accent, even I though do I it. Have, have do it. Okay, but I could, but I would also like to teach you how to do it. That way okay. you can do it later because I do have a step by step format of how to do Trey's voice. Right. So here's what you do if you're listening at home. If you want to do an impression of Trey Crowder, first you have to start by doing an impression of Dr. Phil. Okay, you start there. There's your base. Uh, hey, 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 listen, Lisa, you're not a monster. Okay, you're not a monster. <laughs> now you start by Dr. Phil and then give Dr. Phil a sinus infection. And then you've got. Hey, how's it going, everybody? My name's Trey. Welcome to Skews this week. And uh, man, I mean, goddamn, Mark, it's been a hell of a hell of a week, ain't it? Dem- Democrats yeah. and Republicans alike. Skee wee, diddly yeah. butt, but I'll tell you what. So there you <laughs> that Doctor Phil plus sinus infection equals Trey. All right, that works. As you guys can see, uh, I'm uh, got, I've got the wheel tonight, as as it may be, and my co-host tonight is Wellroad's own chief hitting officer, Corey Ryan Forrester. Who's with me tonight? Uh, we're talking about today's January sixth hearings. We're talking about uh, uh, whether or not oh, you should fuck. Shoot. I thought this was a Marvel podcast. <laughs> whether or not you should shoot your political opponents and political allies. We're talking about uh, for milk fraud and uh, some dumbasses. So let's get into it. Uh, Corey, today is both me and Trey's wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't know we shared the same wedding anniversary until. Friday, but uh, Trey is in Columbus. Trey's on the show tonight because he's performing in Columbus, Ohio. And you may notice my background is different. That's because I'm on vacation in Florida in a, mm-hmm. like a, a, a bungalow, a little hotel room off the Gulf Coast. And so me and Trey really hit for our wives. <laughs> spending our wedding anniversaries. Well, I can uh, top. Yeah. I can top you uh, on my wedding anniversary this year. I was in Europe for three weeks without my wife. So I think I got mm. you beat there. And I was to end yeah. and I did. It's, it's really lucky that I was over there and we had such a time difference because like I totally for 100% forgot our anniversary, but I was able to play it off as like, Oh no, no, I was just waiting for you to wake up. You know, I did. I didn't know. Like it's like 6am mm-hmm. over there, baby. I didn't, I didn't know, but like, yeah, I, I 100% uh, forgot yeah. that shit. We're some full on sitcom husbands, man. We're like, yeah, we're yeah, me and my wife really started out on that run. Like on our on our honeymoon, I probably told this story before, uh, but it, and I'm about to get some heat for this, but I don't care. On our honeymoon, you know, we'd, we'd been together for seven days, which is enough. Because uh, before then, that was the longest me and my wife have ever been together. Because like when we started dating, I was already a touring comic. So seven days mm-hmm. together, she'd had enough of me. I'd had enough of her. And we were in line at the airport and she was mad at me about something. And she was just, I mean, giving me the what fur. And I looked down on my phone and it was Delta telling me that I had been upgraded to first class. Only one, only one of our tickets had been upgraded to first class. And I was sitting there and I was, if we hadn't been in a fight, I would have been like, baby, you take that. I'll just be in the back. But I was like, you know what? First off, I earned these miles doing my show. <laughs> and, and secondly, she's, I know my wife, she only has one level of mad right? She has one level of mad. So once she's there, she can't get any more mad. So I was just like, she's already mad. Fuck it. And I sat in first class while her ass was back there in coach, just seething. Yeah. That's not, seething. that's not the move. Uh, yeah, not, it, speaking of being sick on husbands, both <laughs> Seinfeld and everybody loves Raymond did this episode. Yeah. Does not, hey, Amber, there she is. Right <laughs> oh, <hi, baby>. oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
Hey, I mean, I thought you was yeah. at the pool, baby. Uh, go away. We're doing a show. Right. We're live. So tonight's going to be a loose-ass show, I guess, as you guys can tell. Uh, I just had a pina colada on the beach with my wife, and uh, yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, so I want to say on the flight here, we flew yesterday, um, I saw a guy, we're wearing a mask in the plane because, you know, a wife has elderly parents and stuff, and we don't want to take them COVID. Uh, I saw a guy go to the bathroom on the plane in his socks, like wearing, he wore his socks to the Delta Airlines flight bathroom like i'm wearing a mask on this flight oh. and this guy's actively trying to get double monkeypox on his toes so oh. i don't even know what we're doing at this point dude like barefoot would almost be better because at least you can like wipe your feet off but like that's just on your socks like ugh. yeah for the rest of the day a six hour flight five and a half hour flight oh god uh before we get into the show uh a couple things to talk about uh i don't want to spend too much time on it because it's going to get worse and worse and worse but you've all day got worse this week uh, the Texas DPS director openly roasted Uvalde cops in a uh, Texas Senate hearing today because everything we talked about I think in our last episode turned out to be bullshit. The, the Uvalde uh, school district police chief saying, well, we couldn't get the door because we couldn't find the right key. Turns out the door was unlocked. Uh, also, they had long guns and shields on the scene within minutes, and they just waited outside the door for uh- anyway. I've been in places where the cops came and they did not need a key to get in. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't no. really know what the big stick is for. No. Yeah. They don't. And I, I don't want to spend too much time on the police response part of it. Cause it's the smallest part of it. Cause like a good, a good police response here would have limited the kids deaths to like 10 instead of 19. Right. So it doesn't seem like the biggest part of the problem here, but like, anyway, those cops don't hit, but before the show, some fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, Triumph the insult comic dog, I regret to inform you, was arrested for storming the Capitol. No, this isn't a bit. Stephen Colbert's crew was doing a bit at the Capitol about the storming of the Capitol, and they stayed after hours in a part of the building they weren't supposed to be in. So they got arrested, but not before a successful coup. So you guys all got to see right. Triumph the insult comic dog right now. Uh, the puppet master. <laughs> That's so tremendous. Yeah. But they were like they they so the story is is that they were there legally at first and then they just mm. hung out too long. Yeah, right. Because were, I keep yeah, seeing people on Twitter just be like, "Or if you're if you're going to be mad about January 6th then you've got to show the same shit to this." And I'm like, I don't. Okay, you know what? Fucking arrest Triumph the insult comic dog and leave him in a room for a year. It'll be fi- Smigel's career will be better after that. Do it. I yeah. don't care. Take take the puppet off Smigel's hand <laughs> and just send the puppet the to Gitmo. <laughs> send the puppet to Gitmo. Waterboard him some. That, that, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, it's Marjorie, but they have been trying to troll, saying it's the same thing. Like trespassing is the same thing as trespassing with the intent to commit murder. I think those are two different things. Yeah. Uh, but so Trent Tucker Carlson has done like a series of segments on it, calls it day two of the insurrection. Where he's talking about the arrests <laughs> of the ticketing of Stephen Colbert's filming crew. And Marjorie Taylor Greene went to the floor of, of the house today to say she felt unsafe because they were filming her office and tracking her movements, which is part of the comedy bit because she did the same thing for Pelosi and shit. I, yeah, I was and, about to say, didn't she like, doesn't she like make a habit of doxing people like all yes, the time and like yes. standing outside bathrooms being like, if you've got a dick, you better not come in here. Or I'll get my butterfly knife yeah. out. Yeah. So anyway, she's very frightened of a the world's worst dog puppet holding a cigar. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what do you mean the world's worst? 
It's not. It's like a dollar store puppet. That's oh oh. I thought you. Yeah. I thought you meant Triumph himself was the worst, and I was no. about to take great because like legend yeah. in my book. Smoggle and the the and Triumph both amazing. Love them. Very your, great one with it. I know this isn't uh, how you do the show here, but do you have a favorite Triumph uh, bit? Because I've got one. one. All right, go, you go ahead. <laughs> mine, mine was when they he went to the Star Wars convention and he goes right. up to the dude that's he's got he's dressed as Darth Vader, so he's got all the buttons on his chest or whatever. And Triumph goes, "Which one of these calls your mother to pick you up?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. God, Smiles the best. The now, best. If you guys aren't familiar with Robert Smiles' work, he was a longtime writer for SNL and has gone on to do a bunch of other cool shit, including Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Um. So before we keep, another one more thing we're going to the show, the primary thing the FDA is concerned with right now and Congress, because it needs to be on top of their plate, is milk. What about milk? What's going wrong with milk, you might ask? Uh, Corey, are you familiar with almond milk, oat milk? I am milk? familiar with almond milk and okay. oat milk. Now, I got to tell you, I mean, they're great substitutes, but it ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. By the way, I make my own oat milk. I don't know if you know this. I did not know that. I'm going to have follow-up <laughs> questions in a minute. Uh, but I do want to say, so the, the, the oat milk and soy milk and almond milk do not help the mil- uh, hit the milk industry because they think it full, well, they think it's taken away their market share. Mm-hmm. And the way they choose to compare about, they complain about that is to say that people are being fooled because it has milk on the, on the, on the carton. Right. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a second. So they have been for years trying to get the FDA to say that those products cannot call themselves milk. Because they think it will like help their bottom line. Because Americans drink way more, way less milk than they used to, which I didn't know. But I drink my share of milk. I like it. I like milk, I like cheese. I'm not part of the problem, milk industry. Do not try to cancel me. But there's so there's, so Congress and the FDA are trying to figure out ways to change, to force uh, companies to change their labeling because uh, yeah, because of crooked American capitalism shit. They're trying to capture the regulatory agencies. But the FDA has been you know a little bit preoccupied the last few years with you know drugs, vaccines. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there were the way that's concerned with regulating milk lately. But this this part that so <laughs> this part really made me laugh. Um a couple of milk state senators, including Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin and Idaho rep Michael Mike Crapo, whose only name always Crapo? Yeah, twelve I'm twelve <laughs> years old. They're trying to pass this bill called Defending Against Imitations and Replacements of Yogurt, Milk and Cheese to Promote Regular Intake of Dairy Everyday Act. Now, you know they always try to name <laughs> The name bills to make acronyms, right? Yeah, right. So defending against the imitations and replacements of yogurt makes dairy. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Milk and cheese to promote regular intake of dairy every day makes McPride. So the name of this bill <laughs> is Dairy McPride, which is Danny McBride's racist cousin from Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I was going to say a very culturally insensitive Irish character on Family Guy, but there either way... Either way works. Now, I got a couple things here. Number one, you're never going to hear me. Uh, it's so it's very anybody that knows me knows it's very hard for me to lobby against the good people of big milk. All right. <laughs> I love milk, but okay. I got a couple things to say. One is if you're sitting there and you're going to sit there and complain about the deception of almond milk and and soy milk or whatever deceiving you as milk. Well, let me tell you something about deception, big milk. You told us. 
for years that if we didn't drink a half gallon of your shit every day, our bones would fall out like Sally Fields in that yogurt commercial. So, <laughs> and now everyone where I live is 300 pounds. And it's because they're sitting there having a full glass of whole milk so that they don't roll their ankle at the farm, which by the way, turned out to be bullshit. Just like back in the day when big bacon, big eggs and big milk got together to create the slogan. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day only because they needed to get their margins up because motherfuckers weren't buying enough breakfast foods. I'm on to yeah. you, you hallmark shyster sons of bitches. And I won't stand for it. That being said, love what you do. Can't think of a way to better, any better way to end the banter. So let's get into the show. Matt, let's do the daily dumbass graphic, please. My train. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to talk about this because this is the crazy thing that went viral over the weekend. So our first daily dumbass is anyone who thinks they can run for office without the aid of flashbang grenades. Hit it, Matt. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL. And today we're going rhino hunting. <laughs> the rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Join the MAGA crew, get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. <laughs> All right. them, hey, them some bitches didn't need a key. Do you see that? No, they did not need a key. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, you got you take a door, you call that dude. Uh, he should have been in Evalde. Uh, so that's Eric Greitens, who's running for Senate in Missouri. Uh, and the thing that struck me about this is He's not threatening Democrats. He's not threatening to kill Pelosi and, uh, you know, AOC like they usually do. He's threatening to kill other Republicans. And yeah. also, there's not an ounce of humor to that ad. Not a, not one no, second no, no. of likeness. No. It is, we're coming to fucking murder you full fascist. And we're going to talk about this a little, a few times tonight. But I don't think these guys realize that in a fascist uprising, the first people against the wall are your political allies. Yeah. <laughs> And these guys do not see it coming. The first guy is going to be Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. Yeah. So anyway, they they should be more afraid than they currently seem to be, which is crazy. But um, let's talk about Eric Greitens for a minute. Let's, do, do you do you have any commentary on the video before we get to who Eric Greitens? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So uh, definitely not all of y'all, but some of you may be familiar uh, with some of my online work. And I created a character about two years ago, and he is running for Congress in Georgia, and his name is Jerry mm -hmm. Mander. And when I, I just saw a couple like, you know, Republican ads, I don't watch TV or any of this shit, but I saw a couple Republican ads and I was like, Jesus Christ, man, like these are so on the nose. And so I came up with this guy who says things like, uh, uh, hi, I'm Jerry, Jerry Mander. And I believe in three things, God, country, and that Puerto Ricans should stick to baseball. And yeah. it's just peppered with jokes like that. And, and people kept like sharing it and going like, like, a lot of people were fooled. They were like, oh, my God, can you believe this? And I'm just like, guys, I, I ended up making the videos with me farting at the end, just so <laughs> hopefully. And it still didn't work. It still didn't work. People were just like, what the fuck? I can't believe this. And everybody was like, I, it's so sad that we live in a world where you can't tell if this is satire anymore. And I've always been like, yes, you can. The Like, that's so ridiculous. Nobody would do that. And then, like, as soon as I came up with that damn character, it seems that they've doubled down and sort of made me wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't satire these motherfuckers. Like, how would you heighten this? You'd like, you'd, you'd call in a targeted drone strike to the house or whatever? I guess. Like, so, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's no way to do it. And like this guy is a huge asshole. Um, he used to be the governor of Missouri. He was forced to resign just four <laughs> years ago. Really? Just four years ago. And the reason he's forced to resign, Corey, is, um, well, there's a lot of reasons. He did a lot of financial shit we'll get to in a second. But the main thing he's known for is that he essentially sexually assaulted his hairdresser, allegedly. Ooh, uh, that ain't good. Tied her up in his basement. Um, okay. <laughs> stripped her naked, blindfolded her, took pictures of her, and said that if she reported his sexual assault, he would say it was consensual and ruin her marriage. Forced to perform oral sex on him. And then when he was caught doing that, him and his wife put out a statement about how he had been unfaithful, but they would they were working through it. But the truth came out. He uh, was forced to resign, not for sexually assaulting that woman, but because he had used some data from a veterans group for his fundraising. Um, they couldn't get enough votes to convict him on, you know, the whole sexual assault thing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know that like every single part of government isn't intrinsically completely tied together and stuff. But like if you've been if you were forced to resign from a government position, don't you think there should at least be, I don't know, a 10 to 15 year probationary period? <laughs> Pete Rose made a couple bets and that motherfucker can't even go to Shea Stadium to watch a game. You know what I mean? But this guy can yeah. just run again like whatever. I tie hairdressers up. Who among us? Throw the first yeah. stone at her head, please. Yeah. Yeah. Things have gotten uh, rapidly worse. To such a degree where he, this guy was forced to reserve, uh, resign in Missouri. Do we say Missouri? I don't, yeah, I, sure. I don't know. As some people do. Yeah. It just depends on how much my mamma you are. She said Missouri yeah. for sure. I, I want to be respectful to the people of Missouri uh, and pronounce it the way they would like. So, yeah. So <laughs> he was forced to resign in a purely red state like Missouri four years ago. And now his sexual assault accusation is not even holding him back. And just in case you're wondering. I mean, it's probably trending um, up. Honestly, they love well, that shit. This ad was probably really smart because it went viral, but because it's a crowded primary field, this increases his name recognition. He was only he was governor only four or five years ago, and it'll it'll this will help him win the primary from the cycle. Right. It like push him up. Then it'll be the only only Republican running. Um, he the funny thing was in one of his like he was subpoenaed to testify about this, and he showed up. He's he's a former Navy SEAL like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. He showed up to testify in one of these things in his Navy dress uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, the guy's a bag of shit, but I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, reporting for yeah, duty. Uh, here I am. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like the, 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 these. Did you uh, order a code red on your hairdresser? <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, shit's bleak, dude. Uh, That's it, rough. So. In case you're wondering, the the attorney general in Missouri at the time who declined to prosecute him for any of this shit because he said he uh, he didn't have jurisdiction was Josh Howley, the current mm. U.S. senator from uh, Missouri. Um, and the response from his fellow Republicans in his primary was pretty, uh, was pretty interesting because the main thing they said was, I'm not the rhino, you're the rhino, because he was a Democrat <laughs> 15 years ago. It wasn't, you shouldn't murder us. Yeah, yeah. It was that we should murder you. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look, you remember like back in the day when like, I mean, not that gang violence hits now it don't like gang violence is terrible but when gang violence was like super bad in la like a lot of the Mm. cops would just be like look we just stay out of there because like they're killing each other and like you know whatever and like that's fucked up but like in this instance i'm just like let them go you know what i mean let them let them tear each other's throat apart like i would love to see a little a mini war between rhinos and i ain't a rhino you a rhino we could all just hide at starbucks or whatever 
Yeah, like uh, Schadenfreude is a weird thing because like, mm-hmm. it, like the the people you're talking about who were gunned down in gang warfare in the '90s were just pouring into poor, poor neighborhoods, right? Exactly. Work, even yeah, no, was that was bad. That, that yeah. was bad. I'm just saying. I, what I mean is yeah. though that same logic applied to this. I can understand it in this situation where I'm just like, you know what? Let's not try to yeah. talk these Republicans out of like proximity yeah. mining each other at, at a MAGA rally. <laughs> like, I think that's fine. Yeah. Let's give them all, forget gun control. Let's give them all bazookas. Yeah. Uh, yeah for sure. shit. All right. Let's uh, moving on in honor of Juneteenth. Let's talk about this one. And the next dumbass is aborted fetuses for not knowing the joy of gardening on Juneteenth. Uh, this is former Iowa Congressman, Steve King, who blocked producer Matt on Twitter years ago. We'll get to that in a second. But here is that I spent Juneteenth all day in the hot sun, hoeing and pulling weeds, thinking about what it would have been like to have been a slave. At the end of the day, I thought about what it would have uh, been like to be, be an aborted baby. I got to see the sunrise and the sunset. Uh, fuck you, Steve King. I don't have a lot of smart to say about this, except fuck Bro. off and die. Bro. <laughs> uh, no. Bro. He's comparing. Yeah. He's that, like, pulling weeds. It's so funny to, to knowing how many people quote tweeted that thinking that it was like the absolute number one best take that they had ever heard in their life. Like yeah. how like I, look, man, if you believe that abortion is murdering babies, I understand that you would like be pretty upset about that and speak your truth, whatever. It's a free country. But like you can leave slaves out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have on Juneteenth. Come on, do slave stuff the next day. Respect the holiday. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is extremely bleak and stupid. They, the false equivalencies are throughout this. Uh, the one I pointed out, he pointed out he's voluntarily hoeing and pulling weeds, which I have also done in my dad's garden. My mom's done. Mom spends her mother's day doing this in her flower beds. It's like, <laughs> this is fun for people. It hits people <laughs> like gardening. People do not like being slaves. Uh, second thing is aborted babies don't know they're aborted they did not exist they don't know they don't exist and not existing seems ideal to me right now oh dude aborted babies (laughs) I've never been more jealous of a group of of I won't. I can't say people because then I'm I'm on their side. Yes, but a group yes. of a group of tiny little things. I've never like. Yeah, man. Not like. Yeah. I didn't ask to be born. I can't tell you that there's a day that goes by that I wish I wasn't. And so for that, I'm. I say abort every baby. Let's stop with us. We yeah. don't need to go on any further. And not to. Uh, this will be the bleakest thing we talk about this show. But like, there were people who had the choice between being a slave or, or existing, and they chose uh, or not existing, and they chose not existing. I'm talking, of course, about the people that threw themselves off of slave ships. Or one of the books they're trying to ban <coughs> in all the schools about a woman who uh, was a fugitive slave who was about to be captured, who mur- murdered her own daughter instead of letting her be returned to servitude. So this is not hypotheticals for people who lived through it. Fuck you, Steve King. You're a piece of shit. Ah. Are they banning the book because they're they're like, well, it talks about murder. We can't, we can't uh, have think, that. I mean, they might say that, but also it uh, makes slavery look bad, which I'm assuming is part of why they're worried about it. it that's, that's so hilarious to me that it's <laughs> it seems so hard for people to just go, hey, slavery happened and it was bad. Like that's all you gotta that's all you gotta say. Like the Republicans act like if they come out and say, hey, listen, slavery was a bad thing. That like. We're going to go, you're damn right it was, and now you're getting your comeuppance, and then just, like, take them and tar and feather them and whip them. It's like, literally, like, the least you could do is just be like, yeah, it was fucked up. And, you know, yeah, that really sucked. But if you tell kids slavery is bad, then they get woke. 
then they're fine with different people, and then they might consider reparations, and then uh, you know, you never know what comes next. They might start. They might start thinking America don't hit sometimes, Corey. I, I hadn't considered that, Mark. But as usual, <laughs> astute as ever. Yeah, uh, Matt. Programming note: Let's skip to this last uh, dumbass so we can get to the segment. Uh, it's to the Doctor Oz one because this really, really hit for me. So, um, Doctor Oz. <laughs> The next dumbass is going to be Dr. Oz for trying to cosplay as a regular person, as a hardworking blue-collar dude. Because basically, we're, Dr. Oz is the dumbass for not being Mr. Hardhat Oz, because he posted this <laughs> on Twitter the other day. He did this uh, this bit where he went to <laughs> some sort of factory and posted this. Uh, he, this tweet said, I had an informal discussion with uh, some company in Burke's, uh, it, it, this is some guy at Burke's company about the worst supply chain issues the company has ever experienced in 39 years. We need to stop Biden's war on American energy and allow our communities and businesses to thrive again. I'll be the voice for you in the Senate. And the picture is him uh, in a very clean suit pretending (laughs) to operate a track hoe. If you're listening to the (laughs) podcast and don't know what a track hoe is, it's the giant thing with a boom on the front and the tracks on the bottom. And you uh, use two joysticks to control it, make it swivel and move dirt. Uh, John Fetterman, who we love around here because he's a a big unit that hits, uh, quote tweeted it. With this picture of a child driving a Tonka <laughs> and apparently that hurt Doctor Oz's feelings to the point where he deleted his original tweet, and that <laughs> that hit for me because that was a really embarrassing picture, and nobody believes Doctor Oz has ever done a moment of manual labor, and he fucking sucks. I do respect though that he was in a suit sincerely because like if he had not been wearing a suit and he was wearing like working man's clothes, you know, we would be sitting here going like bullshit. That ain't how you dress. So like, I'll give him that. He wasn't like George W wearing the cowboy hat being like, pew, pew, mission accomplished. Like again, fuck him. But you know, he wore a suit. He at least was representing a little bit. Yeah, the thing I like about Fetterman is he knows how to talk online. There's no like tweeting platitudes about how America's great. It's just like fuck you, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that's that's how you do this. You do not pretend. We need a worthy Republican Party to meet us on, a, on the battlefield of ideas. Like now, this jerk off looks stupid. This fucking stupid suit. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that is yeah. it. That is yeah. It. I like that genre. All right, let's get into the segment. Today was day four of the January 6th hearings, and uh, the first three were about um, Trump's state of mind, about the legality of challenging the election, his state of mind about whether or not he thought it was actually stolen, yada, yada, yada. Today was about uh, how many people were afraid for their lives, and therefore it becomes the most personally moving day of testimony yet, is how many people extremely thought they were really about to get murdered. By yeah. a bunch of stupid fucking psychos. Uh, we're talking like state election officials, secretaries of state uh, in Michigan and uh, Georgia. We're talking the Speaker of the House in uh, Arizona. And we're talking just a lady who worked at the Fulton County uh, Elections Office in Georgia. We're talking about all of them. Been arrested um, there. Yeah. Before we get to that, I want to I, I talk about like the comments of January 6th hearings. I talked last week about how I think that's a misnomer because the coup is. The, the fucked up shit's more, way more wildly encompassing than that. And January 6th has been going on now for a year and a half. So we're going to talk about a couple examples of that before we get to the hearing. Uh, but so let's talk about one an update of one of Trey's favorite characters and all this. He loves his name because this guy was involved in attempting January 6th coup. Uh, his name is Cooey Griffin. Really? And, yes. Boy, that Cooey is some Griffin. nominative determinants right there, ain't it? 
That's what Trey always says, buddy. You, <laughs> you guys both love the term nominated term. We love it. We say it all the time. So, Cooey Griffin, who was the head of a group called Cowboys for Trump in New Mexico, got himself elected <laughs> to an elected election commission in New Mexico. And a Democrat won a primary there, and he's refusing to certify the vote because just because the guy's a Democrat. He's openly admitted he has no reason to do this. But uh, the funny thing is, Cooey had to object to the certification <laughs> from jail because he's in jail because he was at January 6th. <laughs> This dumbass says, my vote to remain a no isn't based on any evidence, all right? It's not based on any facts, uh, Griff, Griffin said. Nevertheless, requesting a hand recount of balance is only based on my gut feeling and my own intuition. Uh, yeah, so too long, too, too long, don't read version of this. The January 6th participant sits in New Mexico County Commission, refuses to certify a local election, despite no evidence of fraud, gets threatened with prosecution after the court rules against him, and won't give in all while awaiting his sentencing for January 6th. <laughs> Dude. You just fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, we're both uh, we're we're both big shots in Hollywood, Mark. That's why we do this sure. internet. Yeah. That's why we do this yeah. internet show that I'm only yeah. filling in on. Uh, but like you know this as well as I do. If me and you were working on a pilot for any network uh, whatsoever, and it was about something like this, and we came in there and pitched them a character that was going to be an insurrectionist, and his name was Cooey, they would yeah. laugh us out of the room. They would go, guys, uh, is this a joke? Like, what are you doing here? Like, go go, give him a real name that that doesn't sound like fucking Cooey McRevolution or whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. Like, that is so insane to me. I, I've never heard anybody have that name until this guy. <laughs> they made up, his parents made up this name just so 45 years later he could do a coup. <laughs> uh, so so he, he, he had this fucking certification fight where he's threatened with more prosecution. Then he had his sentencing on Friday. He got 14 days in jail and a $3,000 fine, plus community service and a year of supervised release. Prosecutors had said Griffin should get 90 days in prison. Still seems low. And yeah, with sure. credit for the 20 days he already served. Contending that despite the statements to the contrary, Griffin has shown a lack of remorse for his actions. Now, I'm going to say here, but since <laughs> in between prosecutors making that argument and him doing another coup in New Mexico... <laughs> He has demonstrated a lack of remorse. Yes, I would argue that that is a not remorseful man. Yeah, and he's still only got 14 days in jail. Uh, and other so, ongoing... Yeah, so is this... He's in jail for... What is the official yeah. charge? Uh, rioting or like failing to disperse or whatever the lower lower low, low, lower level charge for January six is. So like uh, it's just that is like fourteen days. It may is like a slap in the face. Like it may as well be zero days. Like fourteen days yeah. is just we said we did a thing, and I'm sure he wasn't in county. Well, maybe he was. I don't know. But like that's that's just dude. Every single American did more than fourteen days in solidarity during the pandemic. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So like it's not even like wait, I can do I can do six months standing on my head right now, motherfucker. Yeah. You, yeah. You, can't, you can't do shit to me. <laughs> Uh, in further ongoing January 6th news, uh, Texas GOP had their statewide convention this weekend, and um, they uh, they went full in. Uh, their uh -huh. platform says that Biden was not legitimately elected. It calls homosexuality an abnormal lifestyle choice, which we'll get mm. back to that in a second. It says Texas students should learn about the humanity of the preborn child. It also calls for a full repeal of the Voting Rights Act, which has mostly already been repealed, so I don't know what they were even worried about. And cost the state to hold a referendum on whether Texas should secede. Um, this is the state Republican Party, which controls the whole state government. So this shit's fucking frightening as hell to me. Uh, 
They also we're talking about fascist seed in their own. Dan Crenshaw showed up there because he's a Texas congressman, and he got physically assaulted by some Proud Boys and shit. <laughs> oh no! I bet he didn't say that coming. Uh, no, well, hey, not if they came from the left, man. Uh, right? <laughs> we, said. Uh, we suck. Yeah. That's on me. No, no, I don't care. Fuck him. I don't care. Like they, my best they, friend doesn't have an eye. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't like. <laughs> but did he lose it? Lose it in service of his country? Then wear a fucking badass eye patch to Congress? No, he did not. No, he uh, didn't. By the way, one of the things they did to him was call him Eye Patch McCain, which is like something <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson calls uh, calls him, which is probably the closest thing to a joke that Tucker Carlson's ever made. That's funny. Um, so yes, the Proud Boys and a guy named Alex Stein, who's a social media activist in North Texas, uh, tried to beat the shit out of him, and I'm just shoving his like bodyguards. Um, the statewide Texas GOP also kicked the log cabin Republicans out of the uh, the convention, which oh, there's still the log cabin Republicans running around. Yeah. At a time when. What about like, wigs? Were there any wigs there? <laughs> <laughs> I am fascinated by the existence of this group because it betrays like something really like it, it's something really interesting about Republicans to me where it's like it doesn't matter whether you treat like a human being or not. Do you cut my taxes? Right. You know, because you're not through the lockout Republicans. They're the gay Republicans. Um, right. <laughs> they open the gay Republican organization. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, oh, they're, wow. They're, I yeah. definitely thought that was a complete. Well, well, damn. Okay. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm half for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the gay part hits for me. The Republican yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. So they, they, had, they had a booth that was supposed to be set up, and they probably, they, the GOP kicked their booth out. Uh, and I'm just like, why are you guys still, like, I don't know if you guys have been following this, but like there have been Republican state and federal officials openly calling for the execution of gay people, like execution. Yeah. They've escalated really fast. It's gone from being mad about trans people to be mad about drag drag queens who in certain parts of the country do really campy like uh, reading groups for kids at local libraries, which is like drag. If you guys haven't been to a drag show, you should go to one. They're really fun. Oh, yeah, they're really they're campy great. and silly. There's nothing horny at all about them. If you get horny watching a drag show, that says something about you, not the drag show. I made, <laughs> out, with a, I made out with a drag queen one time. Uh, yeah. they were, I was at the drag show. And first off, yeah. they have $5 pictures of Long Island mm-hmm. iced tea. Who didn't I make out with? But secondly, I was just <laughs> I was just right up by the stage. And this is right when Lady Gaga popped, which was a godsend for the drag community. Uh-huh. And, and homie was doing a Lady Gaga song and then just like, came up to me where I was standing there and just started like, you know, touching my chin and flirt with me and then leaned in and I just fucking kissed him. You know, like we, we kissed for a minute and it was like part of the show and it got a rise out of everybody. Nice. Oh yeah, but good for you. Yeah. So uh, I love uh, the log cabin Republicans halfway is what I'm saying. I just like, I, I just can't wrap my mind up and be like, well, you guys don't think I'm a person, but will you let me in your club? Even though you might execute me later. Well, that's how, that's how you know, like I had to find this out. I found this out about six years ago. Cause like, you know, I feel like as liberals, we always overcorrect on things. And like, because uh, I have this accent and I think a lot of people assume that I don't like gay people and I do, I, I would go like way over the top. Like, I love every gay person. Gay people are awesome. There's no, every gay person is is great. And then I started, I met some gay people that I was like, oh no, they're a bad, oh, you can be a gay person and be bad. And there's clearly people out there that are like, yeah, man, I know they want to execute me and my family, but I vote for them because I want me and my family to have a bigger house when they come to yeah. execute us. 
Yeah, Peter Thiel is one of the worst human beings walking the face of the earth, and he is gay. So, yeah, you can right. true equality is being able to be an asshole and not having to be about your sexuality or your ethnicity or whatever. Uh, but Donald Trump Jr. came to defend. This is a piece in Breitbart. Breitbart, which is Steve Bannon's old website, started by Andrew Breitbart, who killed over, and I was happy when it happened because he fucking sucked. But so <laughs> uh, Breitbart posts this article with a quote from Donald Trump Jr., where he came to the defense of the log cabin Republicans, basically saying that we're all in to save America. Anybody who wants to share the foxhole with us is welcome. But it's like, uh, but they're going to kill them in the foxhole next. Again, going back to the fascists, they're going to kill you if they don't like you. doesn't matter whether you vote for their policies or not. So it's, Republican, it's fun for Republicans to have their own culture war for once. I was about to say, it's really fun from a Democrat's perspective to watch another political party shoot themselves in the own goddamn foot and <laughs> eat their own. You know what I mean? That's really that's a yeah. nice change of pace. I really enjoy that. I think the math is t- Texas Republicans don't need to gay votes to win, so they don't give a shit. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Anyway, it's all getting pretty bleak. Uh, <laughs> guys, look out for your gay trans and uh, drag queen neighbors because it's just getting pretty bleak for them lately. Yeah, man. Um, let's talk about today's hearing because it was kind of a barn burner if you're a human being who has thoughts and emotions. There weren't a lot of big fact takeaways here. It's more like narrative takeaways about how close a bunch of people were to, were to getting murdered. Because it was fucking bleak. I don't know if you watched any of it, Corey. I don't blame you if you didn't. I only caught like half of it and caught up on the rest Today? later. Today? clips. Yeah. No, I didn't. But I mean, if you're talking about like the... Did they show some of the like OG footage? Uh, today wasn't about footage. Today was okay. about testimony from people who were like, I told the president he was wrong. And then people showed up at my house with guns. <laughs> right. No, I didn't watch any of that. And I've yeah. actually caught, I've caught a fair amount of heat for it because I didn't actually know that the hearing was going on the other day. And I was like, they, I guess everybody was in the middle of watching it. And I was tweeting about Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and everybody was like, what the fuck, man? There's more important things going on. And I was like, not at my house. There's not. I don't know what you're talking about. But like man. they were talking about the hearing or whatever. And I was like, oh, OK. And then it reminded me of that Bill Burr bit when he was talking about people that watch the NFL draft. And he was like, they're going to have the list up tomorrow. You can yeah. see it. And that's how I feel. Yeah. I was like, they'll give me the highlights. I'll talk to Mark. It'll be fine. You do not have to be as unhealthy as me. And part yeah. of that, I watch I watch the hearings to do this show to tell you guys what they said. Say, so. You do yeah, this yeah. show. Like I yeah. I watch the crown back to back to back. I have a show called Putting on Airs about fancy things. We all sacrifice right. for our art. Yeah. This is my uh fourth job and my saddest yeah. one, but I do it out of love. <laughs> we do it so uh, we can make the equivalent of one Republican's paycheck. All right. Yes, exactly. Uh, so one of the first guys to testify was Rusty Bowers, who's the Republican speaker of the Arizona house. And he, um, he, he was lobbied by a Republican, uh, uh, congressman named Andy Biggs that morning of January 6th to support just certifying the state's electors. And Rudy Giuliani called him personally. And according to him, and this guy, uh, would not lie. He doesn't hit in a lot of other ways, but he's very Mormon. So I don't think he would lie. Um, Barry Mormon's part of the part that doesn't hit for me, but he goes, uh, he he quotes Rudy Giuliani, have some coffee, motherfuckers. Coca-Cola hits. Uh, He says, (laughs) happy birthday. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, Wait, that's Jehovah's Witnesses. My bad. Yeah. He quotes Rudy Giuliani saying, we've got lots of theories. We just don't have any evidence. And then he says they laughed at Rudy Giuliani about that because that is a funny, objectively funny thing to say. (laughs) Um, And so (laughs) 
the fake elector thing came up too. And this part about, I think Matt called it the video about the Michigan, ele- Michigan electors. Let's just watch this and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> ...by the select committee indicate that instructions were given to the electors in several states that they needed to cast their ballots in complete secrecy. Because this scheme involved fake electors, those participating in certain states had no way to comply with state election laws, like where the electors were supposed to meet. One group of fake electors even considered hiding overnight to ensure that they could access the state capitol as required <laughs> in Michigan. Didn't Michigan say so <laughs> they they hid overnight in like closets and shit to stay in the state capitol because they think they would it, would it would make certifying state electors <laughs> fake electors more legitimate <laughs> if they were in a particular building. It's like, is it? Can you steal an election if you wear a fake mustache? Is it a crime? Does the yeah, constitution right. say they had the Groucho thing with the nose and the glasses <laughs> and just walk in? Hello, sir. I'm an elector. It says so on my name tag that I bought the dollar store. <laughs> uh, and uh, Michigan, that, that's the Michigan, but Wisconsin and Arizona also tried this. And they had this these text message exchange with Ron Johnson, who's a senator from Wisconsin. And he was trying to get a fake. He was, he, they, they flew the fake elector certificates on like private planes to Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. They had like a special case, even though it was just like, you ever get a, uh, like my, my dog went to the vet a couple weeks ago and they gave her a certificate for being very brave with the doctor. <laughs> what it's a waste of paper. <laughs> what a fucking waste. Listen, I love dogs as much as the next guy, but God damn it, my dog can't read. Yeah, but it essentially has the same value of that. They flew it in private jet in a special, like I'm assuming, hermetically killed sealed. Uh, like case. how, like how Elvis Presley used to get his peanut butter banana sandwiches flown. There you go. It was like the <laughs> nuclear football. These motherfuckers had a fake certificate, like it was a nuclear football, and they're trying to get it to hand it to Mike Pence. And so Ron Johnson was trying to get one of these certificates in Mike Pence's hands. So he sent this really funny text message uh, to Mike Pence's chief of staff, where he goes. Uh, this is a Sean Riley who works for Ron Johnson. Uh, Johnson needs to hand something to V. POTUS, please advise. What is it, Chris Hodgson, who's Trump, uh, uh, Pence's uh, chief of staff, says? Alternative slate of electors for Michigan and Wisconsin because archivists, di- archivists didn't receive them. Chris Hodgson, do not give that to him in the exchange. <laughs> <laughs> it just, there's cosplaying. It's fucking, it's like, we know we're all wearing our dad's clothes. They're just like yeah, doing yeah, parallel yeah. democracy and like a whole, it's like, just a bunch of children, man. I know, and, this- and I, I I know that's like, it, it's like, oh, all the Republicans are stupid. But like, when you read all this stuff, you're just like, guys, the these people are in charge of our country, and nobody knows what they're doing. And even yeah. when they do, even when they accomplish what they're doing, the thing that they're doing is stupid. And like, it's it's just it's it's sincerely unbelievable that America hasn't been sent adrift already. Like that Canada hasn't just sawed itself off like Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? My big takeaway from the last few years isn't like, I can't believe we're collapsing. It's like, holy shit, I'm looking at all this. I can't believe we lasted this long. Great run. Yeah. Um, As we turn to Georgia, I want you to know that uh, Trump had a plan to buy off Georgia state officials. And it is hilarious. Because uh, it essentially revolves around hats. Uh, Matt, let's watch this video clip real quick. I like your like your truck stop uh, drink holder there, Corey. Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, shameless yeah. promo for Bucky's. Um, the president on this call doesn't stop here. Uh, let's listen to another part of the conversation between President Trump and Ms. Watson. Whatever you can do, Francis, it would be uh, it's a great thing. It's an important 
are so important. You have no idea you're so important. Well, and I very much appreciate it. Whatever you can do, Francis. This is the President of the United States calling an investigator, looking into the election in which he is a candidate, and asking her to do whatever you can do. Mr. Secretary, he placed this call to your chief investigator on September 23rd, 2020. The Select Committee has received text messages indicating that Mark Meadows wanted to send some of the investigators in her office, in the words of one White House aide, a shitload of POTUS stuff, <laughs> including coins, actual autograph MAGA hats, etc. All agree, cut it, man. Autograph MAGA hats. That dude by an election. Yeah. <laughs> that dude has the look and the energy of Jim Downey from Billy Madison when he yeah. goes, what you have just said is the most insane, nonsensical, whatever. And he goes, and we're all dumber for hearing it. Yes, very much that guy. And uh, Adam <laughs> Schiff, Adam Schiff's not known. He, Adam Schiff, much like me in Hollywood, is not known for his charisma. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it did take one of the takeaways from this, one of the headlines and articles was called The Toll of Going Against Trump. And Bowers, the, the guy we just talked about, the Mormon dude, he cited his faith several times as a reason he refused to go along with Trump's plot. And uh, I try, I grew up Southern Baptist. I'm not religious. Anybody who watches the show knows this. Uh, I respect religious people. My mom's very religious. I, I don't think it's a sign of anything other than having a different level of faith than I do. But I do find this, uh, he says, it is a tenet of my faith that the Constitution is divinely inspired. It's one of my foundational beliefs. Um, he was crying when he said that, so I respect that. <laughs> I just don't understand how you get to that point, but whatever. Uh, but he said that he's been subject to an ongoing campaign of harassment as a result of his refusal to go along. He testified that there are weekly protests at his house that include video trucks driving by that label him, quote, a pedophile, a pervert, and a corrupt politician. I don't know how you get from you. I mean, I know it's QAnon shit, but like, you don't vote to overturn the election to install Trump as a god king. Therefore, you fuck children. <laughs> Dude, that's their thing, though. Like, yeah. like, you know, there's that meme that the right loves to share that's like uh, liberals. Uh, it's like liberals, colon, anyone who doesn't agree with me is Hitler. Well, theirs yeah. is anyone who doesn't agree with me fucks kids. Like, that's their number one go-to yeah. thing. And it's just like, I don't know, at a certain point, it seems like projection. You know what I mean? Like, as they think about yeah. fucking kids a lot. Like, it's kind of weird. We could, I could run through the, the, I don't have a list right up right now, but we could literally run through the number of Republicans arrested for child porn and child molesting, including uh, the Duggar guy, but whatever. Um, was, uh, that so the, right, was that the Utah guy, the Duggar feller? That's the guy from Arkansas who was a big oh, supporter yeah. of Mike Huckabee, who was 19 kids and counting. He was a uh, That's how I knew Duggar. I knew he yeah. had a TV show. So uh, as our Georgia correspondent, I'm sure you are aware of Brad Raffensperger, who testified today. Um, nope, but about, please fill me in. <laughs> he's the Georgia Secretary of State who told, oh, yeah. uh, okay. sure, who told, yeah, yeah. Who told Trump to fuck off and, and essentially almost got run out of the party, but he won his primary, which is like he got a ton of death threats and stuff too, but still one of the reasons they held back this hearing until today was until he won his primary because he wouldn't testify before his primary. Uh, so yeah. he's brave when it comes to sending up to death threats, but not his own voters. So I yeah. found that funny for me. That's um, about how that goes. The the most moving testimony today came from um, some uh, a, a, a election official in Fulton County whose name was Andrea Shea Freeman Moss. Um, she, her life got ruined by this shit, dude. She's not some mm -hmm. politician who just got to keep being in office while getting a few death threats. She had to leave her job and go into hiding. Yeah. Um, and let's start with Rudy Giuliani talking about her so you understand where the death threats came from, if you got this video, Matt. 
Mr. Giuliani and President Trump. I want to advise viewers that these statements are completely false and also deeply disturbing. Tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I mean, it's, our it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity again that day. And after a week ago, and they're still walking around Georgia lying. Should have been, they should have been, uh, should have been questioned already. You can cut it, man. Uh, their places of work. So there was a video that went viral of this woman whose name uh, is Shay. She goes by Shay. It's a nickname. Shay Moss uh, being handed something by her mom. And it went viral by conspiracy theorists. And they thought she was being handed a USB drive. She testified today. Again, she's these aren't like George. These aren't Illuminati people. They I was about to say, why? Why on earth would this be in her possession? It she got they asked her what her mom handed her. It was in her words, a ginger mint. Um, I love those. Yes, it ruined her fucking life. Um, she went to hiding. I'm gonna. I'm skipping ahead, Matt, because we're running behind. You said the next video we're gonna play is the one I highlighted for you in the outline. Um, that her mom testified in front of January 6th. Too. They mentioned her mom, Ruby uh, Ruby Moss. She goes by Lady Ruby. She's one of those local neighborhood ladies. Mm -hmm. She ran a local. She ran like an online boutique. She like showed up at the uh, committee hearing of her deposition. With like a purple wig and bright blue uh, glass frames, she's a cool lady. She she managed to plug her store. She's like, I'm a small businesswoman, and she ran like Lady Ruby's boutique for women who have eclectic fashion sense. She made to plug it in the thing. Like I love Got this a lady promo. So much. I love that. And she's she says she's in hiding. She won't even tell people her name when she meets them because her name is like dirt in in, in Fulton County, Georgia. She's afraid she's gonna get fucking murdered. The FBI made, her, made the whole family go into hiding. Some MAGA dudes kicked in their, uh, Shay's grandma's house's door, raided her house, said they were doing a citizen's arrest. And then this is what, like, here's Shay herself talking about her death threats. Um, yeah. Like Those horrible this. things, that they include threats? Yes, uh, a lot of threats. Um, wishing death on me. Um telling me that you know I'm I'll be in jail with my mother and saying things like be glad it's 2020 and not 1920 yeah you can cut it there Trent. that's a lynch threat yeah uh, i was about to say like, from the south. which is which is wild that, that cuz like most of the time the the type of person who would say a thing like that is is also the type of person that like hand waves lynchings as like propaganda and stuff but like yeah this is the person being like, you remember what we used to do to y'all? Like, that's just a, such a, like, there's so much in that that's insane. It's also, they talk about how conservatives are more honest than they do death threats than they do school stuff. Like Exactly. Conservatives that's, see, about that's, that's critical race theory that he's teaching yeah. right there. Yeah, if you've tried to say that they did lynchings in 1920 in a textbook, they'd say that's, that's anti-American. But here's right. a racist saying we did lynchings in 1920. Mm -hmm. um, and part of her testimony is really heartbreaking is like literally she said she doesn't work there anymore. Her mom doesn't work there anymore. Literally nobody who worked in an office works there anymore. They all left because of all the death threats and stuff. So I have no idea if there's anyone trustworthy or not who's committed to the actual democratic process who works in the Fulton County election uh, election office anymore. So this shit fucking worked. It worked. So like the, we talk about January 6th being ongoing. This is what I'm talking about. And this shit, like, you know, like my, my sister 
volunteers at a poll uh, at our local polls. And she's just a school teacher who does this shit in, in, in her spare time because it's right. like part of her civic duty. This is all these people are doing and they're and getting they, death threats for it. Right. So she gets handed a ginger mint. And then meanwhile, shit tits from Missouri gets to run mm-hmm. again yeah. after tying a lady in his basement. Look, I'm not saying anyone should get death threats. No, of course but not. If we're asking the people that should get death threats. She's low. Yes, she's low on the list. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking forward to speed running through this because I prepped too long of a show today and me and Corey got, got carried away hitting the That's my fault. No, and we had fun talking about anniversaries, but it's nobody's fault. And honestly, if you guys want more news, it's everywhere. So, um, But so Politico has a scoop today that uh, apparently Trump had a documentary crew falling around during all this. No one knew about it. So they subpoenaed the footage. They literally got it all on tape. Oh, God. So, so that's kind of a really funny thing. Get a hold of that footage. Uh, the, the next hearing is about the wild ass shit going on at the Justice Department. And speaking of Justice Department, the New York Times had a fucking and really annoying ass piece the other day, front page by Maggie. No, Hume, talking about how hard it's going to be to convict Trump because no one can understand his state of mind, as if he's compliment, uh, complicated, as if like we have to know whether he believed the election was stolen or not. Here's the thing: if I steal my grandma's Social Security check and cash it, no one asks me if I knew it was illegal. Right. I go to fucking prison. Of course. Of course. Why is white collar crime presented as so complicated? I know. Like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Like, that's, yeah. they do that anyway, all the time. There have been a bunch of debunkers being like, it doesn't matter whether you thought it was just to overthrow an election. You cannot overthrow an election statutorily. So, like, it doesn't matter what your state of mind is. So, whatever. Anyway, right. so the article was full of shit in a lot of grounds, but just in its own belief system. Fuck you. Poor people don't get that credibility. You literally, they literally execute people whose brains don't work good. So right. I don't understand, like, you, if you're smart enough to be the president of the United States, and I don't think he was, but he was. Right. you smart enough to be convicted for whatever crime you did. Like, you should have known. If you don't know the law, you can't be president. So those both those things can't exist in the same fucking right. universe. So yeah, fuck I was you. about to say, a double-edged sword there. Like, either um, you didn't know, which means that you were not... Uh, qualified to be president or you did know but either way again like i've trust me i've gone through a stop sign that i didn't see you know what i mean but it didn't didn't mean i didn't run the goddamn stop sign still did it and if a cop pulls you over you're getting that fucking ticket buddy 100 you know, no yeah unless you get like uh oj's legal team you're not getting out of that ticket yeah 100 <laughs> percent uh uh after a week of being hailed as a hero, Mike Pence on Monday, literally yesterday, says uh, he doesn't want to let January 6th to distract their, from their failed agenda and praise Trump's record. Like, what a bitch. <laughs> I mean, what a bitch. He talks about how we parted amicably. This is a guy who who cheered on a crowd uh, chanting <laughs> that he should be hanged. What a f- There's no more cucked person in the no, world. Let's watch this video real quick and then make fun of him some more. <laughs> A president who refuses to accept blame and, I want to add to that, commits so many falsehoods. I'm being very polite here, calling it falsehoods. Falsehoods, uh, you know, on any given day, he's out there saying stuff that just ain't true. You ever see anything like that? Never in my lifetime. I said today <laughs> that... Uh, Nobody lies, but uh, Biden got it. Uh, there has so I just like <laughs> he literally hates a guy. Biden governs to the right of George H.W. Bush. 
Like, I know, he's dude. the most left wing president we've had since George H. W. Bush. But he's we still barely right. like him. <laughs> no, he literally, like, literally, like Biden's Biden doesn't talk into a camera more than like for like two minutes a week, which he gets right. criticized for a lot because he's both busy and tired or falling off a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, and, like, <laughs> so Trump would ramble for hours on camera. That's by virtue of real estate. Trump lied a lot more. Forget him being stupid or whatever. Right. Like he just like a, a more narcissistic and more of a sociopath. I, I say a lot of bad things about Biden. I do not think he's a bad person. I do not think he means to be mendacious or he doesn't like he's not he, he's not trying to overthrow the government. He's not trying to enrich his family, no matter what bullshit they spent about her on her Biden. That's pretty much the list of long of nice things I can say about him. But I don't think he's a bad person. And you're like, he's the most evil guy to have the fuck. It's like one speed, man. He's not. E- he's not even trying to implement a leftist agenda. I wish I would kill yeah. if he did that. But he's not. Like you said, like if you just look at Biden's everything he's done, everything he's voted for in the past, like these sons of bitches should love this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like they I, should love him. I think he's done pretty good. He's done B plus on judges, and he's the best foreign policy president in my lifetime because he ended two wars and said fuck it and left. Yeah, right. Uh, which is, which everybody was yeah. like, wait, you can just yeah. leave? Oh, damn. What a great yeah. thing. And it probably ruined his presidency. I don't know what to say about yeah. a country that making the, the smartest foreign policy decision in in 50 years, mm-hmm. it was since the end of World War II, loses your second term. But like, we're that fucking stupid, but that's where we're at. We love um, war, buddy. We love it. Yeah, we love war. Oh, God. This last little thing I'll just speed through real quick is uh, we talked about John Eastman in the last couple episodes. Uh, Trump's legal team is going to throw uh, Eastman under the bus, take the entire blame for January 6th, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to have a patsy get life in prison for something, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like a hit. But, like, the, the, can you imagine you stand up for Donald Trump and he betrays you? The one uh, time yeah, this happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we burned out all of our. Do, do we have time to do a comment or two, Matt? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm here. We can run a little few minutes long extra, I guess, because we fucked around. Uh, Corey, since you're in Georgia, while Matt pulls up a comment or two, uh, they were running over time. Uh, Herschel Walker's many many kids. Uh, do you have a take on that? I only know the one. Has- oh, oh, wait. They they've just found out that he has. Well, bro, I mean, he won yeah. the championship. He didn't know what he was doing that night in 1980. Yeah. Come on. He started. He started last week with one known kid. He ended yeah. the week with four. Um, which I don't care. Like, I'm not criticizing. Like, I don't care about his sex life or his parenting or any of that stuff. I do want to say he's a hypocrite because he's been running around. Part of his campaign to cater to white conservatives is talking about how the failure of the black community is because of black fathers being absent, yeah. which is some awful horseshit to say. One, because it's absolutely not true and it's based upon a bunch of racist tropes. I went and looked at the data just to fucking be able to be like, not that these guys care about data, but like, the thing about broken black families is based upon marriage data. And there are a lot of married families of white dads who suck. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, like Herschel's this the example I was given earlier about how like I used to overcorrect and be like, if you're gay, you're a good person. Like I had to also yeah. do that with black people, like with Herschel is like the Republicans. When you speak out against Herschel, inevitably Republicans will be like, what? He's black. I thought y'all loved him. I'm like, I don't want him to get shot by a cop, but I don't want him to be elected either. Like, he can be a dumb motherfucker. Like, that's... We talked about it earlier with gay people and equality. It's a right to be as big an asshole as anybody else. That will be when we've had equality. Like, this guy sucks, that guy sucks, regardless of race, ethnicity, whether you're in a wheelchair or whatever. This person sucks. They have shitty characters. Herschel Walker is stupid and sucks. But I do want to quote this because they this racist trope, the CDC did a study about it. 
And so the black fathers are actually, once you control, like, once you eliminate marriage from the equation, because most people cohabitate and raise kids, right? Yeah, right. CDC data showed, CDC, CDC data showed that black fathers are more likely than their white and Hispanic counterparts to feed, eat with, bathe, diaper, dress, play with, and read to their children on a daily basis. When it comes to actual fathering, anyway, fuck you, Herschel Walker. I mean, fuck I live... I live in an insanely homogenized community of white people, and I knew a lot of shitty dads when yeah. I was growing up. Like, that's just dudes suck. You know what I sure. mean? It's not my a race dad thing. never braided my hair. Never braided yeah. my hair once. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Joyce Gallega Gallego says, I'm from Missouri, and every time I hear Missouri, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I've always wondered about that because some people feel really strongly about it, that it's Missouri. And, uh, it's like... Appalachian and Appalachian, like I say Appalachian, and there's a lot of people that get mad if you don't, but then there's some people from the same region. It's like, no, it's Appalachian. I say it like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Drew, our, uh, our legal correspondent gets mad if you say Appalachian. He's like, he gets real times. mad. He gets yeah. like insane yeah. for no reason. He just gets super yeah. mad. I'm, I'm from uh, the town I went to high school in. It's called Appomattox, Virginia. It's where, the, mm-hmm. where our nation reunited, aka where the Civil War ended. Yeah. And uh, one time I was watching Jeopardy, and uh, the question to the answer was, "What is this little Civil War town where the, uh, the Virginia town where the, the Civil War ended?" And the person answered Appomattox, and the judges said it was wrong because the, product, the correct pronunciation was Appomattox. Dude, Jep, dude, fuck Jeopardy for that. Like that's semantics. But it's Appomattox. I've never, dude, I'm from a Civil War town. I have forgotten more about the Civil War than most people know. I've never once heard it pronounced any other way than Appomattox. Yeah. I lived there. Maybe the Indian tribe the town was named after was named Appomattox, but maybe nobody, they're all, they're all dead because white people don't hit. And (laughs) there you go. Uh, Before we forget, let's plug Corey's shit. Uh, Corey and Trey have a (laughs) podcast called Putting on Airs. If you got that graphic, man. Yeah, we do. It's um, called Putting on Airs. Uh, if you like hearing two hillbilly dipshits talk about fancy things and fancy culture, we talk. We make fun of the queen and the royal family and all that stuff. We do some, I, I put this in quotes, history lessons, which is basically mm-hmm. uh, I get drunk, read a couple Wikipedia articles, and fart some stuff out. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Putting on Airs, you can find it wherever you get your podcast, or you can watch it at watchpoa.com. Dot com And also, if you wouldn't mind, subscribing to my newsletter slash blog, Corey Writes For You. Oh, look at that. Corey Writes For You dot com. Um, it's a paid newsletter, but there is a there's a free you can you can uh, sign up for free. If you pay five dollars, you get bonus things like audio and video and stuff like that. But if you can't afford the five dollars. Uh, all you got to do is email me at buttercreamcory at gmail.com and I will comp you a subscription. No questions asked. I don't care if you're out of work, you're on strike, or you just got too many kids and bills. You know what I'm saying, baby? I'll take care of you. You take care of me. All right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to play your Patreon, but we don't have a carve out for that. I haven't figured that out yet. So I feel like, a, <laughs> feel like a, a, yeah, so it's $5 if you want to sign up for, pay, for SKUs on Patreon. Uh and uh, we get we did a bonus episode. Uh, we taped it on Friday. We didn't drop it yet because we thought maybe we would uh, have to drop it today if my Wi-Fi mm-hmm. wasn't good enough in my hotel as a substitute episode. But that'll be coming soon. That was about inflation. Um, and uh, yeah, I do want to before we go. If you have that graphic that cho- that Corey made uh, for today's show uh, where he replaced Trey, I just really want to show the crowd that because yeah, <laughs> it was a full on coup, buddy. You did it. You served him. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna Photoshop some balls in my hand, but I'm not that. Uh, 
I'm not that talented yet. Dude, thanks for having me, right. man. I had fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I want to apologize for being a little intoxicated. I was on the beach all day having a pina colada, and it's my wedding anniversary, and I had I, to spend it alone with with Corey and you guys. That's how uh, that's how yeah. serious of a personality you are. I had no idea you were drunk at all. Oh, uh, really? I feel like I can't talk right now. But no, uh, no, yeah. I just, but dude, I can't yeah. ever talk. And usually, when I come on this show, I am more than half in the bag. So no need for an apology. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Like, subscribe, hit the Patreon up, subscribe to Corey's like website, listen to put on airs. We'll see you guys next Tuesday and we should have a bonus episode dropping this week. I think, uh, skew.